Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Zoe today. Tonight's show is based on the very popular book, Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man. The book has been made into a Broadway show, and we have a very special treat for you. The main character of the show plays the author of this amazingly racy book, and we have him with us right now. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hi, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. So tell my listeners a little bit about this Broadway comedy and where they can find out more information. Well, as you said, it's called Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man, based on a book. And um, it's just a good time all about sex and love and relationships. And you get to see two sexy people fall in love on stage, all thanks to me. <laughs> and um, you, can, you can learn more about it at Sex Tips play.com if you just go to sextips.com i warn you it's something very different so um <laughs> sextipsplay.com and if you're in new york you can find us uh, at the 777 theater corner of 47th and 8th and we perform uh thursday friday and saturday nights at 8 p.m and then saturday afternoons at 3 excellent excellent i know you guys interact with the audience members what can they expect if they come see the show uh, they can expect me being in their face, but my face is lovely, so it's okay to have it in your face. And um, there's all kinds of like silly things. I I talk to the audience, ask lots of questions. Um, I sometimes I pull people up on stage and uh, give them tips, uh, show them how to do certain things, and. Um, Yes, just kind of be ready for anything. I kind of okay, do, so kind of do all, whatever I want. <laughs> okay, cool. So our show is mature audiences only. So anyone listening, if you're with your children, please turn it off. Or if you're under 18, sorry, guys, 18 and up. So when we, when, what kind of tips, what kind of things do you teach the audience members to do? Let's talk about, like, maybe one of the most racy things you've done on stage. One of the most racy things I've done on stage um, is probably teaching hand jobs. Yeah. It wouldn't seem it wouldn't seem racy, but when you get people on stage in front of an audience and you're literally showing them how to jerk off a penis, they get really <laughs> uncomfortable. They get really uncomfortable. Um, okay, so what do you use? Do you use a dildo, or do you, what? Do you have? Uh, we just we actually we actually just use the air, and even that is intimidating. We just oh, have them okay. do the go through the motions so themselves. It's like air guitar, and they, but with a penis. Ex- air <laughs> penis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so they so they just do they just do that. But it's so funny because sometimes uh, we have there's a character in the show named Stefan. He's our hunk stagehand, mm. and he's on stage during it. And sometimes we have some girls get a little handsy, and they try to they try to use him as a prop, which is not allowed. But oh. they try because they're not they're not satisfied with just the air. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's racy because they don't know they're blindfolded because most of the time when you you're, you're giving some sort of sexiness, it's a little dark. So we try to recreate that atmosphere, and they get very disoriented and very um, uncomfortable, but in a sexy way. So you blindfold the audience members while you're doing this. We do. Oh, that is awesome. That is so awesome. What would be your best advice to women on making the first move when they're interested in someone? Making the first move sexually or making the first move just in general? Just in general. We'll get to sexually just in a minute. in general. <laughs> that's, that's what I always say. Um, I say. I say confidence is key. Confidence, I think, is sexy to men. Yeah. Um, not overconfident, but just just being completely who you are and not apologizing for it. I think it's the it's the sexiest trait. It's sexy to everyone. Gay guys like it, lesbians like it, everyone likes it. You know what I mean? Just Absolutely. If you're if you're if you're authentic, authenticity is a big thing. If you're authentic, then people will be attracted to you. Oh, Dan, you sound so much like me. It actually turns me on. <laughs> okay. We talk about oh my being God. authentic, and we talk about being confident on the show all the time, and how confidence is the sexiest thing you can wear. What would you say is the best way for a female to be a cock tease? To be a cock tease? Mm-hmm. 
Now, is, is, I have to ask, is being a cocktease a good thing or a bad thing in this case? Well, in this case, it's a good thing because it's just like being alluring, being that cocktease, getting the interest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, being alluring. Well, I actually think, I think being funny is, is really attractive. Um, and I think that actually kind of gets them going. So if you can, like, be really funny and then you kind of, like, end, end the joke or whatever. Don't tell jokes. Jokes are terrible. But if you're, if you're just telling a funny story and you can kind of end it with a little, like a little brush on the knee or touch his shoulder, any sort of uh, physical contact will, uh, will let him know that it's like, oh, well, this is getting, this is getting sexy. This is getting interesting. Right, exactly, exactly. Or just, yeah, a hand on the shoulder or something like that. A lot of women, especially women who have been in long-term relationships, they contact me about how to get their mojo back. And they tell me they just don't feel sexy. What would your advice be to them, Dan? I would say a couple things. Um, first, I think sometimes when you, when you don't feel sexy, it's because you don't feel you. So I think what you need to do is find – Find what makes you feel you. Find your passion again. Because being sexy is not just about sex. It's about being who you are. And I think if you can find your passion and um, rekindle that within your own life, then you'll start to be happy and you'll start to exude that confidence and you'll start to exude that sexiness that attracted people to you in the first place. Now, I think another way to do that is exercise. Right. Spoken like a true gay guy, I know. But I think exercise <laughs> is, is key because it, it makes you more confident. A lot of times people don't feel sexy because they no longer like how they look. So I think um, just going to, not even going to the gym, any sort of exercise, take a dance class, uh, go rock climbing, anything that you think is fun, um, play tennis, any sort of sport, anything. Uh, that will kind of just get you into shape and get your body moving because some people just feel sedentary and then they feel like their bodies aren't what they used to be and stuff like that. So right. the changes think, that have happened, but then work towards something more. I think that's great advice. I think it's very good advice. So when they're with their man and, like, say they're in a long-term relationship, they're married or they've been with the same person for a long time, I also think, mm-hmm. like, what are some things that you would say as far as, like, bringing sexy back to the bedroom? Oh, bring sexy back to the bedroom. Um, like we're talking about like done. married couples or – and a lot of people like that, they come see your show, and that probably, you For know, sure. really helps them a lot to kind of get communication flowing and ideas flowing and things like that. So go see the show. And, again, Dan, give out that yeah, website first. again. So we're talking to Dan, and we want you to go see his Broadway comedy and go ahead and give out the information again. So, again, it's uh, sextipsplay.com, and you can catch us in New York. Um, we're on the corner of 47th Street and 8th Avenue. It's called the 777 Theater, and you can see us Thursday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights at 8 p.m., and also Saturdays during the day of 3. Awesome, awesome. And this Broadway comedy is based off the book Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man. How long do you think, Dan, how long do you think women should wait before they give up the goods when they're dating someone new? When dating someone new, um, again, always with your comfort level. Never give it away before you're ready. But realize that some men expect you to give it away right away, and that does not mean you should. But that's what they're expecting. So you sort of want to, I think, um, play with that a little bit. Like, oh, he's expecting on the first date, but I'm not ready to do it until the seventh date. So how do you make it sexy until the seventh date? Because you shouldn't give it up before you're ready. But right. should realize that he might be expecting something. That doesn't mean he has to get it. But he's expecting something, right? So how can you, um, how can you still make it sexy and worth his while before you, uh, before you show it off? Right, exactly, exactly. So what would be your advice there? So, you know, tantalize him. Like if you're giving a kiss tonight, make sure maybe you just kind of like graze his crotch a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You just want to make sure that like, or if you're standing in front of him during the day, just rub your ass up against him a little bit. You know, little things. You don't have to give it up, but definitely keep it alluring. Keep him wanting more because if you don't keep him wanting more, he's going to move on, definitely. Exactly. Okay, Dan, tell me some of your best uh, sex tips for straight women. My best sex tips for straight women? Yeah. Um, 
Well, something I I like is um, both a little trick I like to do. So I'll start with both, with a hand job. So I'm giving a hand job. Um, if you're trying to whether he's already you know fully erect or needs to get there, I always say there's nothing better than a little tickle on the taint. You know that piece of piece of skin between <laughs> between the balls and the butt. It's very. It, yes. It yes, is yes. very very sensitive. Believe me, I I know. Um, now, so if you just if you're just a little, if you just give a little tickle, just a little tickle gets him really excited. And if you're adventurous, which yeah. I think you should be, because nothing is really off the table, unless it's really painful. Um, and even then, who knows? Uh, so <laughs> if you're adventurous, there's nothing, there's nothing like if you like want to duck your hand under a little, a little bit, and you're kind of like working, working that shaft, and just give a, give the taint a little tickle with your tongue too. Yeah. I bet. Your man's going to see stars. Yeah, and ladies, like, just so you can find the area that he's talking about, it's in between the balls and the ass, and definitely, like, in between the scrotum and, and the anus. And there usually is, like, a little area there where there'll be, like, even, like, a quarter size where it's, like, kind of hairless there a lot. You ever notice that, yeah, Dan? Usually. On men, it's, like, sure. usually hairless right there. Um, and you can just even when you're giving oral, just stimulate that area. And we talk about that all yeah. the time. But a tickle on the tape goes a long way. I agree with you, Dan, oh, completely. The longest, <laughs> the longest but, way. And we'll get into this more later in the show. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that women make sexually, like as far as turning off their men? Turning off their men? Yeah. Well, something that I, that I it's a pet peeve of mine in my own sex life, but also that I've heard from from other guys actually. Right. And, um, like when he's, if you're if you're just if you're gonna do a blowjob to completion, just if you go if you as you like approach and climax, if you kind of go start to go soft, like if you start to be really kind of nice and and sensitive with it, <laughs> no, 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 rapid. And forceful. That's what yes. the men want. They want you yes. to work it. At the beginning, go ahead. Like, yeah. lick it like a lollipop and, you know, be really kind of playful with it and tease a little bit. But if he's if he's approaching, you better hover down, okay? Bring and it. Take a yeah. deep breath because you got to bring it because that is, what, that is what they want. Breathe out of your ears if you have to. Hunker down, Dan says. Hunker down, ladies, at the right. end of a blowjob. Okay, excellent. How important do you feel that the size of a man's penis is? Um, I'd say if it's above four and a half and below nine, it doesn't matter. Like that's that's a perfect range. And sometimes if it's too small, you have trouble reaching and stimulating certain areas, and then that's an actual problem. And on the other side, it could be a problem for the man because he might feel self-conscious. Then. Then the the other side is um, anything <laughs> over nine is you're just showing off. That's that's what it is. You're just, you're just showing off. It's show all off. your fault that you were born that way. It's, it's like all your fault that yeah. you were born with a gigantic dick. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Well, because the, then the other thing is sometimes there's a problem with it, you know, fitting. So there's that. So I would say anything between like four and a half and nine is fine. But so if you're anywhere in between that, and if you're and if you're uh, toward the smaller side, like if you're toward the four and a half side. Don't be don't be shy. That's okay. That's yeah, fine. Small man's That's how you yeah, it. like small man's revenge is that he gets an excellent blowjob because like anybody can deep throat four and a half inches, right? Exactly. Yes, and you can. <laughs> and that also means you can. Another thing. Speaking of uh, going back to blowjobs, kind of hard, hard and fast. That means he can kind of go to town when he's when you're doing full on vaginal sex or anal sex, yeah. either way. And it's not. Four and a half is painful. pretty small, though. Four and a half is pretty small, though. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That was definitely the small end. And so you don't feel like as you know you don't feel like size is important. And I always say on the show too, it's more important how you use it and that you know how to use it and you own you know your size however you but do you think that like exactly. some do you think some guys with smaller penises whether they're gay or straight they um try to uh make up for it in ever, other areas of their life like they have oh, for like, sure small I've... dick syndrome and they just kind of like will you know either have like this amazing sports car or this big truck or you know or they're just like very out there and with their career or they try to make up for it in other areas I found that the guys with the biggest dicks are the ones who don't go to the gym. <laughs> so it's the guys, it's because they don't need to. 
they, they don't need to. Why? Why? I don't need a six pack. I have a nine inch penis, so there's that. So it's the guys who like I've noticed, like the guys with the amazing bodies. Yeah. Like, oh, you take off the pants, you're like, your body is kind of incongruous to that, but that's okay. Um, well, so, it, might be the roids. Uh, it might be the roids, too. I've been there. Right. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Don't be serious for that. Um, but, yeah, so it's, you, never, you never know. I would say that's, that's the thing I've noticed the most is, like, the guys, who like, like the most impressive members are the ones who, like, just look like average dudes. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Like, well, like, you're, like too. the average bro. Drinks beer, doesn't go the to funny gym, thing uh, is, is the guys, guys that are really hung too. Some of them like totally are the average dudes. I guess it's just like our creators' little joke on us, and they're the average <laughs> dudes. And then a lot of times the average dudes don't know how to use it, and some of these guys that are smaller just totally know what the hell to do. So I guess you know size exactly. doesn't really matter. It's how you use what you have and owning sure. you know what you have as well, and having that confidence. What are some good yeah. sexual positions that you would recommend to stretch? Great women, because that's what your show um, is all about, after all. For for intercourse or full on penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes. Say full on really pen- penetration again. I love the way you say that. Full on penetration. Uh, <laughs> full on penetration. Yes. Full you on. Get, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have to hit that P really hard. Um, <laughs> I think. I think for something that's really fun is sort of like on there, so the, the woman's sort of on her side, and then the man is sort of, like, um, perpendicular to her, but, like, on his knees. So she's laying down, his knees are on the bed, and he's yeah. going at it from that way. That, I think, her is, leg is, like, one leg up in fun. the air, like that? Is that what you're one, talking about? Yeah, you can do one leg up in the air, you can do one leg across, your, your, so her legs are sort of like an L. Those are, that's fun. I've heard, I, all my lady friends say that they like that one. Right, definitely. You can only do missionary and doggy so many times. The poor, poor exactly. Oh, Please switch it up, people. Missionary is dead. It I up. mean, it's just dead, period. Don't be a pilgrim. Don't settle, as my friend, uh, the inspirational ginger, would say. <laughs> okay, what advice would you give to um, a married couple who is sexually bored, and but they want to stay loyal, but they're just totally bored. They've tried uh, different positions. They've done the role playing. You know, what would be some of your tips, Dan? My tips for a couple that's sexually bored. I'd say sometimes people don't realize this. So you're so you're doing all the things. You're trying the new positions. You're trying the role play. Just try a different place. You know, yeah, try a different yeah, place yeah. in your house. Don't try to don't try to make sex only for the bedroom. I think it right. can be really fun if it's if it's just, most kitchen counters are an excellent height. Let me tell you. Yeah, so, we are totally kitchen like, counters. We're, we're we're totally connected. This is like the same exact advice I give on the show. We're sympatico. Right. So yeah, kitchen counters, couches, and just tables. And, just do and not it. only that, tables. like you know, go out in public and find safe places out in public that you can go into the man's room and you know, or the woman's stall and fuck in the stall. Do something different. Go to a park. Go off, you know, on a path and fuck around on the path or whatever. Something different. Definitely something different. Give a blowjob in the movie theater, you know, or at the drive-in or whatever the case may be. What do you think is society's yeah. what? to you do you think you know playing this role this awesome role and um you know doing this show what do you think is society's biggest misconception when it comes to gay sex so we're talking about yeah we're talking about like straight people and you know just general population society of straight people what do you think their biggest misconception about gay sex is I think the biggest misconception of at least about gay male 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 sex is is that it's dirty. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it involves anal sex and blah blah blah. And apparently that's and to a lot of people that's 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 dirty. It's unclean. Things like that. First off, there are all kinds of things you can do to make it clean. Most people, if you're a healthy person, you you are clean there, 99% of the time, except when you're in the bathroom. And the other part is, you know, the vagina, not knocking them by any means, but they're they're just as dirty. They have many they have many, many functions, you know what I mean? Lots of things lots of things come out of there, only one thing comes out of the butt, so I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) Okay, but 
And I think another misconception is is that it's all about anal sex. And there's, of course, yeah. there's oral sex. There's all these different wonderful things that uh, gay couples can do. And also, um, you know, I've had I've known some of the ama- most amazing people that are so in love with their partners. And I think that would you agree with this? Do you think that society has a misconception that um, that uh, homosexual males or 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 homosexual you know, or lesbians also that they're overly promiscu- promiscuous? I would absolutely say that that is something that people think. I think it's changing now with more gay marriage happening and people seeing real couples. But yeah, I think people are always thinking, oh, they're just, it's all, that the sex is always about just sex. Right. I would say an overwhelming majority of the time, the sex is about way more than sex. The sex is about, the sex is about expressing love. The sex is about connection. It's about affection, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say a lot of people still think that it's, you know, the heyday of the 80s where everyone was banging everyone and then, and then they see this bad result of, you know, AIDS came onto the scene and everyone still, I think, puts those two together when, when they're really, they really don't share the same, the same bed anymore. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. So, they yeah. don't. Yeah. Right, absolutely. I think you're right. I think people see, yeah, they, they still see the sex as just sex. We don't see, they don't see it in context. Of, of the life of the person, you know? Right. Unfortunately, I think if you took, like, um, a group of, um, let's say, evangelical Christians or something like that, and they hear gay, they automatically think sexually promiscuous, or they think AIDS, like you said, or they think all these negative things. And it has totally changed. We have some of our most successful people that are the most innovative geniuses on the planet are gay men and gay women. And Mm -hmm. what happens is, is that, you know, instead of them being recognized for their accolades or their accomplishments, they're just seen as this gay person. And I think that that is changing. And I think your show, um, you know, this awesome Broadway comedy that Dan is a part of is making a difference with that. And so I want to applaud you. That is awesome. Really, really well, awesome. Thank you. You are so welcome. Um, I've been called a naughty term before, Dan, and I just wanted to ask you and the character that you play, what would be, mm-hmm. you know, what is the meaning? Like, I have a lot of friends throughout my life that have been gay men, and I think it just means I have great tech taste, but I've been called a stag hag. What does that mean? Oh, a stag hag is just um it's just a girl who has a lot of gays around her. Just a gag of gays. She's yeah. she's she's the gay best friend to, to every gay in the village, you know what I mean? She's yeah. um I would say yeah, a, a fag hag is always sometimes people use it in a derogatory way. I think it's I think it's positive. I think some people say fruit fly in order to make it positive. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's awesome. Oh yeah, fruit fly. Um, yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes people think of it as, as a negative thing, but um, fag hag fruit fly. Either way, it's a woman who who is ingrained in gay culture, has many gay friends, perhaps refers to herself as a gay man in a woman's body, you know, that sort of thing. She's uh, she's she she loves she loves gay guys. She's probably been in love with a gay guy. She's um she's she's some people just, the archetype I might call be one might of be my great. Friends. My gay husband, I, even though he exactly. has a partner, I call him my gay husband. He's like exactly. one of my best friends. And it's just like, it's a per- to me, it's like a perfect thing. You don't have to worry about, you know, there's limited drama, but it's the best of both worlds. It really is. So what we're exactly. going to do, yes, and what we're going to do is we are going to take a quick commercial break. And we get when we get back, Dan, you're going to help me answer some of the Ask Dr. Zoe uh, questions that we have. Is that Ooh. cool? Yes, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back to answer your questions with Dan. Shouldn't a product you use in your private parts be organic? Introducing Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe, a healthy, organic, and even edible vaginal and penis lubricant. Naturally enhances sexual pleasure, promotes arousal and orgasm, is antifungal and antibacterial, and smells delicious. Can be used with a partner or alone. Purchase your sex butter by Dr. Zoe and the Dr. Zoe Today app or at drzoetoday.com. That's D-R-Z-O-E-T-O-D-A-Y.com. Everything is better with the butter. <laughs> okay. And you can get your I doctor- love that. 
Yes, yes, yes. Sex butter. I always wanted to formulate like an organic pussy lube or, you know, something that was healthy for people to put in their vaginas because, like, all these women, they end up with these. Like you said, a lot of things come out of the vagina and they end up with, you know, all kinds of problems that we don't want to discuss Mm -hmm. because it's so disgusting. So everybody's eating organic, using organic products for their hair and everything else. Why not? Whatever you put on your penis. And this stuff, it makes, you know, it makes the penis skin feel so good and the balls and Mm. the dick. It's just healthy for your skin and the vagina it's like antifungal antibacterial so it's so good for your vag as well so get some uh, sex butter by dr zoe and if you have any everyone loves the healthy vag yes 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 and if you have any questions about love sex and relationships you can submit them right on the app on the doctor ask dr zoe tab just hit the tab submit your question on love sex and relationships or you can go to drzoetoday.com and submit your questions there so dan and i are going to answer some of your questions so our first question dan is from someone who's anonymous it says, how do I deal with a horrible future mother-in-law? My fiancé's mom is a total bitch. She hates me. Doesn't support my relationship with her son. Threw a fit when she found out we got engaged. They are close. So she's going to have to be a part of my life when I marry this man. I love him but can't stand his mother. Help. What would you say? Uh, well, say first off, just accept the fact that she is his mother and she loves him. So she's going to do what mothers do, which is protect their babies, you know? So even, even if, if it's not from a non-threatening girl like you, but uh, second I'd say find, find out more about her, learn about her. Because if you know, you know, they, who said that? Know your enemies, right? Keep your friends close, figure enemies closer. No, no, no stuff about her. Maybe try to connect with her on something that she likes besides her son, because that's obviously a territory you don't want to go into. So if she likes to knit, maybe take up knitting. Ask her about cooking if she's a cook, you know? <laughs> try to connect yeah. with her. Show her that you want this relationship to work. Not meaning the one between her son and you, meaning the one between you and her. She's getting a daughter, too. Remember that. Right. Absolutely. I would totally agree with what Dan is saying. Find a way to get along with her, a way to connect with her. Um, you know, and just keep in mind, too, she's the person who raised the guy that you love. Yeah. So you've got to give her yeah. some credit for that. And most likely you're not going to break up the family dynamic. So um, if it comes yeah. to the point also, I think with a new, um, when you do get married, uh, setting up some healthy boundaries, if she's like overbearing and she's popping up at the house and things like that, set up healthy boundaries. And if she crosses the line, talk to your now fiancé about it and have him handle it and um, just really try to find a way to connect with her. I agree with what Dan is saying. For sure. Okay. Next question is from Alyssa. I'm 32 years old. And I have never had an orgasm. Wow. Um, I've been sexually active since I was 20, but whenever I have sex, it's more of an act than an enjoyable experience. I want to enjoy Ooh. sex, but it seems like I can't. Any advice? I'll go ahead and let you go first. Well, I don't. I have had an <laughs> orgasm, so I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I have one today. Um, so I... I don't know. I don't know if that's um. It could be two things. It could be you're not having sex the right way for you, or it could be. And this isn't serious, but something that you could look into. You just might need to see someone, you know, and not in a bad way. But talk to your OBGYN about it and say I'm. I cannot bring myself to orgasm. No one can bring me to orgasm. I don't know the specifics, but if you never had one, even even if during masturbation, then I think that might yeah, be something this, you want to look into. This is something that comes up really often with women, and she doesn't mention anything about masturbation. She's saying just she's talking about sex. And when I talk to these women, because um, I'm a coach. I've been coaching people since 98, and, you know, you can check out my business, catapultent.com. It's Catapult Enterprises. And what we do is we do life coaching and life coach certification. So we deal with a lot of these types of, you know, topics often. And a lot of times these women are not masturbating so and that's why they can't come yeah they they can't come Dan because they haven't made themselves come first Mm -hmm. so what needs Mm -hmm. to happen is you need to seriously 
play with yourself, learn how to stimulate yourself, get some toys, even if you, um, it it might be a detachable shower head and the water pressure Mm -hmm. from that, just like, you know, go in a circular motion on your clitoris and see if that gets you off. If that doesn't get you off, uh, get a toy and then put the toy inside you with some Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe. <laughs> exactly. Get some and butter. Butter yeah, it up. Get your sex butter. Get some, you know, lubricant, you know, and masturbate with a toy, but then also uh, stimulate your clitoris at the same time. See what yeah. makes you feel good and what's going to get you off first by yourself. Then with yeah. your partner, I would suggest, before you go to your OBGYN and all that, I would suggest masturbate with your partner like Mm -hmm. find out what gets you off and then say baby you know i want you to masturbate with me let me show you Mm -hmm. what really gets me off then he can see the way you're stimulating yourself and then he can know what really gets your rocks off but i would strongly suggest you know masturbation first and um you know also another thing is is kegel exercises google Mm -hmm. it every woman listening do it um, it's a shame that people aren't more educated about kegels, you know, and definitely do your kegel exercises, and that should help you. I mean, you can get to the point where you can be doing kegels and get yourself off because you have so much muscle control. So work on that first, and if that doesn't work, then, like Dan said, go see your OBGYN. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. I, I think I misspoke. Yeah, if you, if you can't get yourself off, then, then go see a doctor. But if you've yeah. just never explored yourself, then tell them to explore yourself. That's option one. That's the, yes. that's the best option. Yes, like feel up your titties and pinch your nipples. Yes, everything. Nipples, yourself. your earlobes, your, your shower. Do something. Yes. Like do whatever it takes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Nipple, right. nipples, butt, lips, anything. You got it. You got it. Okay, next question is from James. The woman who has mm. been my best friend since middle school is getting married and I'm in love with her. We only dated for like a minute in high school. I'm at a loss of what to do. The thought of her marrying this guy kills me. What should I do? Oh, James. <laughs> Call me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I would say ask yourself a real honest question. Are you still really in love with this woman, or you're in love with the idea of being in love with her? That's a little, you know, meta, but I think you want to think because you've you've known her for so long, it would be perfect if you got married, you see someone else with her, so this brings up all these feelings. Just think about, are you in love with the nostalgia or are you in love with her as she is right now, you know? And then if you are in love with her right now as she is, then I'd say tell her. I think even if it doesn't do anything, you are not going to feel good until you get those feelings out. It's not good to bottle those things up. That's exactly what I think. I think if you've never told her how you feel, you have to tell her because you'll live with yeah. regret. But you don't mm-hmm. want to interfere with her happiness either. So no, no. Tell her how, I, how you feel. And if it's not reciprocated, then you need to move on and let it go and let her be happy. So speak your truth, yeah. James, and tell her how you feel either way, definitely. Okay, next question is Patrick. Patrick says, I like to switch things up a bit when I'm giving my boyfriend a blowjob to keep him on his toes. We've been together for three years, and I'm starting to run out of fresh ideas. Would love some spicy tips. So Patrick Patrick has been with his boyfriend for three years, and he wants Mm -hmm. some spicy tips about giving blowjobs. Do you want me to go first? I'll go first, sure. and then I'm sure Dan will be more exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I hope so. Myself, so much I consider, yes, I consider myself an expert, but okay. I, I would say, you know, there's probably a lot of things that you've already done. You've probably already done teabagging. You've already, like, had him hold on to uh, the headboard and, like, thrust your face and lick his balls and his ass at the same time. I'm sure you've already done all that. Um, I would say a cock ring. Like, a lot of times, you know, we'll mm-hmm. use our hand to um, put a around the cock and the balls, but I would maybe, like, if you haven't used a cock ring, I'd use a cock ring. I would, again, like I said earlier with the other couple, I would try public places where it's, like, just the excitement of maybe getting caught is really cool sometimes, so I would give Mm -hmm. him head in different places, beautiful places in nature, 
crowded restaurants, you go to the bathroom, like I said, or, um, you know, corners of clubs, like different things, the movie theater, wherever it's going to be exciting, I would change the atmosphere. Also, um, you know, there probably is, you know, warming stimulants you've already used, um, you know, pop rocks. I've given head with Pop Rocks before, and it's really fun. Oh. Now, yeah, you know the Pop Rocks we used to eat when we were little kids, and they, like, yeah. bubble in your mouth and stuff? You can – I've given head with those, and those are awesome. Of course, you know, there's all kinds of honey and chocolate and all of that normal stuff. But to keep it exciting, I would just maybe change the place. Maybe there's – you know, maybe go to his job where he works and, and just surprise him and then just, like, totally – suck them off like at work somewhere you know yeah. and you know something something different just think of uh different things of course i'm sure you've already used a toy for anal stimulation or your finger in his asshole while you're sucking it but you know of course you know what would you say what would be your um, advice those are all amazing and i need a cigarette but um <laughs> i would say also um you covered a lot of ground i would say one other thing that's really that I like, and um, a lot of a lot of gay guys explore it. Not a lot of straight guys do. Some maybe more now, but um, nipple play. So they make these wonderful devices that are um, these little clamps connected by a chain, and you can make them. You can adjust the pressure as you like, so they can just be kind of soft on your nipples to give them a little stimulation, or you can do a little harder if you're a little more advanced. And due to the fact that they're connected by the chain, so you could be blowing him, playing with his balls with one hand, and then with the other hand. You manipulate the chain a little bit, give them a little tug, mm. and that can be a little, it's real fun. And men's nipples are very sensitive. Yes. We have them for more I than always, one reason, you know? So. I always reach up and, and uh, play with the nipples or bite the nipples, like just with the edges of my teeth and things like that. Yeah. But I haven't used a nipple chain. I'm going to look into that myself. That's awesome. Oh, they're fun. They look, awesome. Like, they look like big big paper clips connected by a chain, and you put them on your, your tips. <laughs> They, I mean, it scares me because I don't want anyone to put them on my nipples. Like, I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, as a female, my nipples have been bit so hard where they have, like, cracked. <laughs> you know, and then oh. your tits are so sensitive. And, like, when you're like, well, I, I got to confess, too. I guess I've hurt a couple guys, too, so I'll just be quiet now. Okay, back to the question. <laughs> Trish, all right, Trish says, I went back to my hometown to visit family, and I fell head over heels in love with a guy I knew in high school. All right, another yeah. high school thing. We spent most every day together while I was there. Now I'm back at my home, and I do not want to do the long distance thing. We're making plans for him to move here, but it's only been two months since we started dating. Am I crazy? Girl, slow <laughs> <Love> down. <laughs> I don't want to say you're crazy because I don't know you, but I do want to say that you're going rapidly and maybe should not drink so much Red Bull. I would say <laughs> you, need, you need to just slow down. Two months? Who is he? Who are you? Exactly. Who, who do you, you don't know anyone in two months. Stop exactly. it. Do the long distance thing for a while. If it survives six months of long distance, then I'd say – Maybe you have something to think about. Then if it survives a whole year of long distance, then I'd say you can think about him moving closer. I wouldn't move in still after a year. I'm still I'm – not, I'm not conservative. I'm going to use the word conservative in terms of moving in. Yeah. If he's down the block, great. Then you can just leave whenever you want. But ugh, move, moving into your home after two months, and he's going to be relocating his whole life. Careful. Yeah. Just be careful. Yeah. It might I, be loved. It might be perfect, but careful. Oh, yeah, definitely. I say slow your roll, do your due diligence. This is why women get themselves in really shitty situations all the time yeah. because they rush into it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, just because you knew him in high school doesn't mean you know him now. Give it more nope. time. Do a couple visits. Definitely um, agree six months to a year and then start talking about that. Yes, you're crazy to answer your question. <laughs> okay, Lori. <laughs> Lori, my my boyfriend has been talking about wanting to have a threesome with another man. I'm having a very hard time understanding this. Why would he want to watch me with someone else? Does he not love me? What do you no, think, that is not the case at all. Right. I, I'm going to speak from experience. Or let's say I, I have a friend who will. I, <laughs> I have a friend who I know loves to watch 
um, his partner with another man because he finds his partner so handsome and so sexy and so attractive. He sort of likes to just look at him. And yeah. looking at him with another man lets you, lets you sort of experience the sex from, from an outside party's perspective while still being involved, you know? You get to watch this person have sex, and you don't have to – you're not caught up in the moment of having sex with them. You get to right. watch them be sexy, watch what they do, look at their skills, look at them be beautiful. I think it's totally fine. Yeah, I think that, like, everyone is different. Everyone freak, you know, everyone's freak level is totally different. For and, sure. And, you know, Lori, this doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. A lot of guys get not off on this. It's not – it's very, very, very common. Um, you mm-hmm. know, even couples, you know, talking about it in bed and things like that. Um, if you're not comfortable with it, you've got to, you know, make that decision. And this is why it's so important that couples, you know, gay or straight, they have some serious communication before they get into um, a committed relationship of what is okay and what's not okay. Everybody's freak yeah. level is different. Their boundaries are different. So, Lori, no, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you, not at all. It just means that it turns him on and that, if anything, he's very turned on by you. And maybe, you know, he can't, like, get a good glimpse of himself penetrating you and he just wants to see you penetrated or he wants to think about you covered and cum, normal, very, very normal. So, no yeah, worries. Yeah, I think it means he, he loves you more. Because yeah. he, he because he trusts you because he trusts this, your relationship to to absolutely be strong enough to do that. That means he right. loves you more than anything. Right. And Lori, if you're not comfortable with it, then you've got to be honest with yourself and be your authentic sure. self too. So it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you though. So just to make that clear, yeah. it's definitely extremely common. Okay, Justin. So my girlfriend's best friend is a guy. And he's not a gay guy. He's a straight one. And they dated in high school for like a year. I don't feel comfortable with this at all. I love my girlfriend, but he's causing a ton of arguments. How can I get him out of her life? What do you think? Oh, well, I'll answer the (laughs) last part first. I don't know if you can get him out of her life. That's that's in a way up to her. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do to him and nor should you, that will make him exit, exit her life. I right. think you need to have a conversation with her and tell her that you're uncomfortable. Um, but I will also ask, I'm not sure, how long, how long ago was this year that they dated? If it was last year, you need to shut that down. If it was 15 years ago, well, then maybe it was just something that worked its way into a friendship. It was a friendship all along that they mistook at first. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I would say I, would, I need to know a little more information. So um, depending on the time, you know, some exes are really our best friends. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Okay, so um, you fell in love with her knowing that her best friend was a guy and it's somebody that she dated, a, you know, a while ago or whatever the case may right. be. Um, when we get into a commitment, and, Dan, I'm sure you'll agree with me, when you get into a committed relationship, we have to make sacrifices. And that's kind yeah. of like the struggle of life. Like we're, you know, our creator, higher power, God, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm not going to get go there. But we are created that we have this innate desire to connect with our soulmate, to have a companion to walk through life with, Mm -hmm. to have love, to have this beautiful relationship, that this significant other, whatever the case may be. But human nature also is kind of like, oh, you know, this comes with a lot of fucking responsibility. This takes a lot of fucking work. So when we get into a committed relationship, we have to make sacrifices. And if you're not comfortable with this, you've got to make a decision. You talk to your girlfriend, you tell her you're not comfortable with her, hanging out with her best friend all the time, and, you know, he's a guy and it causes a lot of arguments. You either got to walk away, talk to her about it, and see what she's going to do, or the flip the script one is act like it doesn't bother you. Be confident, own up, man up, be the man, and act like it doesn't bother yeah. you. And I bet you she'll start to forget about the best friend and she'll want to be around you more. Okay, Melanie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melanie says, after sex, my husband is asking me to breastfeed him. Weird, a little weird. Okay, I had a baby three months ago, and I think it's just weird. Am I wrong? What do you think? 
Well, to quote my guru, Dan Savage, um, <laughs> there is a freak for every freak. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there is yeah. – um, that's not a quote at all. But there is uh, – you know, some guys, some people in gen- like that sort of babying, baby play sort of thing. Yeah. And um, and that's I agree. And, and, and it's there's a there's a fetish there. There's a whole community there. That's fine. Um, maybe that's something he wants to explore, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe about breastfeeding. Really, you think? There probably there's a, is. Well, there's a, there's a whole baby there's a whole baby play. Oh community. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. There is and, a whole um, baby thing. Yeah. That's absolutely true. So I don't know. I don't know. That might be something budding within him, or it might just be. It's like he likes to feel close to you that way. Yeah. He likes how it tastes. Maybe, maybe something really simple like that, or maybe he just loves your breast. Who knows? Yeah, ask him. I have, I ask have him. Life. Ask him why. Yeah. I have an awesome set of tits I'm very grateful for. And I have definitely <laughs> breastfed, but not when there's actual, like, milk in my tits. So, right. you know, I think that nurturing, that nuzzling, that bringing hither to the breast, you know, is very um, very maternal. And a lot of men, mm-hmm. they love the, the fact that a lot of women, they can be nurturing <clears throat> and they yeah. can also be extremely sexy. And I think women have to find their balance between the maternal and the sexy, of course, because you could be way too maternal and that is a total turnoff. But obviously for him, you know, it's something that turns him on and you want to make him happy. So breastfeed him. I say breastfeed him. And if you're uncomfortable with with it, then talk to him. But if it's not that big of a deal, I say just go for it. Stick that shit in his mouth. Yeah. Okay, Brad says, went out with a bunch of friends for my bachelor party the other night. I got a huge tattoo on my back (laughs) that I myself am not all that crazy about. Yes, I was completely wasted at the time. My fiancé comes from a conservative family, and she hates tattoos. We're getting married this weekend. I haven't had sex with her since, and I'm sleeping with my shirt on, which I don't normally do because I'm afraid to tell her. How how the hell do I get myself out of this mess? (laughs) Dan, First ahead. off, don't 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 drink and tattoo. That's that's one of the that's the main thing. I would yeah, say, but first okay. you gotta tell her. You gotta tell her. That's exactly. the only way. Truth is the only way out. Only way out. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna have to tell her. It's the you know she's gonna find out. She's anyway. gonna find out. Exactly. And if it's a big you ass can't tattoo. wear a shirt for the next forty years. Right, exactly. And if it's a big ass tattoo, it's going to take a lot of removal treatments to get rid of it. So you better start talking, yeah. definitely. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we have we have one more question, anonymous Ooh. that we have time for. This one is anonymous. It says, I've been dating two guys for about seven months, and it's come to the point where I need to make a decision between the two. Basically, I need to know whether to choose between my head and my heart. The first guy is well-established, treats me like gold, and is crazy about me. But I'm in love with the second guy who has a kid he never sees, drives a motorcycle, no steady income. You get the picture. What's a girl to do? Oh, girl. (laughs) <laughs> that is a conundrum. If who I would say who are you really in who are you really in love with? You know, who who makes you feel the most beautiful inside and out? Who makes you feel like you can walk on air? Um not who's the most exciting or intriguing, you know, in the moment, but who makes you feel beautiful? I would say I would say go go with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I say grow the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be so blunt. You know, there's some glitch in women, Dan, that we have, like, we love bad boys. The bad boy, I don't get it. Yeah, but then, well, you know, the whole mythological story and the biblical story, you know, Eve biting the apple, and there's just something within us that's like we're drawn to bad boys. It's natural. It happens all the time. That's why the whole phrase, you know, good guys, you know, finish last and all that kind of stuff. Right. But what happens is, sweetheart, anonymous, is that after you deal with all the baby mama drama and the jail and the DUIs and the whatever drama comes with it, because if he is, you know, has a kid he never has seen, he's a deadbeat dad, he drives a motorcycle, okay, no big deal, but we get the stereotype, uh, no steady income, come on, like what can he, what does he have to offer you, really? And, exactly, you know, really, yeah, if you're looking for a partner. Exactly, and you're saying this other guy is like, treat you like old, is crazy about you and all this stuff, but you're drawn to the bad boy because there's something within 
in you that you still haven't learned. So I say there's two ways to learn, mistakes and mentors. Learn from a mentor and take my advice and go for the good guy because what's going to happen is you're just going to end up, you know, eventually having, you know, what do you want, to work at uh, Walmart and end up on welfare? Like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you want to do? Yeah. Go for the guy that is, you know, the good guy. And ladies out there, the whole bad boy thing, I know that they're so sexy and they turn you on so much, but seriously, you know, we need to give good guys a chance. We really do. Yeah, so go ahead. She's, what, she said she's, she's seen both for seven months. You've had seven months worth of bad boy. That's, that's enough. You're cut off. Go You've experienced it, so now go, no. Yeah, what happens is it's like a cycle, and all these women, they keep going for the same type of guy, and then they wonder why they end up in abusive relationships, or they end up alone, or they end up cheated on, or they end up boo-hoo, 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 because they don't ever go for the good guy. And what are we teaching men by doing that? We're teaching the good guys that, like, their effort and the goodness is, like, that they're doing the wrong thing, and then people bitch that. That men are assholes when, you know, hey. And that's why women like me have to hang out with all you gay, fabulous men. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm so happy, Dan, that you're on the show tonight. And tell all my listeners once again uh, for the information they can find out about your awesome comedy Broadway show. Yes, you can see us. Uh, find us at www.sextipsplay.com, and uh, you can see us at the 777 Theater in New York City at the corner of 47th and 8th Avenue. We're on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, and Saturday at 3. Awesome. Thank you to all my listeners, and tune in next time for real, raw, relevant information about love. And it is awesome.